What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of What's Your ETA? I'm your co-host, Megan Hester. And I'm your co-host, Vivian Summers. We're here to take you behind the scenes of the hair and makeup industry. Hey guys, welcome back to What's Your ETA? This is Megan Hester here. Viv Summers is actually in transit to Australia, so she's not going to be with us today. So you're stuck with me. Sorry, guys. But today we have a very special guest. I know I say that every episode, but I believe every person we come into contact with and bring on to this show is very special. That's why we have them. But we have Meg Wilbur. She is a special effects fabricator. She's been on Face Off Season 10, and she's an amazing TV film makeup artist. Welcome, Meggie. Hi. Hi. So <laughs> it was Meg- actually season nine. Oh, season nine. It's okay. We'll throw that in there. I why did I think it was Whatever. seven? Season nine. No, I wanted to have yeah. you come on. I loved like when I got to work with you and I worked, you know, we just had Scotia on and that was so much fun. We were talking about how yeah. I met her. And being able to work with you, I've only seen you on the ins- you know, Instagram or Facebook. So it was like when I got to like work with you, I was like, you're the other Megan from Face Off. Yes, yes, yes. I, <laughs> I met the other Megan. Have you met the other Megan? The original I have Megan? not met her yet. I haven't read, I haven't met original Meg. Uh. <laughs> I feel like she is the, she's the original Meg. Well, yeah. Megan and Meg, and then I come in and then you're there. Yeah. I feel like you're the hip, yeah. I'm <laughs> <one>. <laughs> No, my God. No, I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm the last, I'm the last no, it's fun. unicorn. <laughs> I just wanted to like bring you on also because I wanted to understand the experience it was like for you coming in to face off um, in such a late season because they only did like 12 mm. seasons, right? So you kind of yeah. had a feel of what the show was about. My experience was totally different. Um, I actually, when I met casting directors, it was season two, like season one, season oh, wow. two. So that's when they met me, and yeah. then I was season four when they brought me in. So yeah. I'm just so curious, what it, did you like prep for it? Like, how was that? So um, I have a fairly unique experience with uh, Face Off. I had only been, so I went to school for illustration. Um, I was uh, an illustration major, and I had really only been doing make makeup and special effects makeup for like a year and change when uh they actually called me and asked me if I would audition for the show uh I had a profile on something called uh production hub and they were like hey um are you an illustrator or do you actually do makeup now and I was like who is this (laughs) yeah like what all is this (laughs) yeah yeah and they were like have you ever heard of face off do you want to audition and I was like okay (laughs) Uh, like thinking I'm like vastly underqualified for it. Um, I felt the same exact way. I was underqualified yeah. for it as well. I feel like if, if I were to glow up, I would have killed it on glow up, but no, I, I feel your sentiment. <laughs> yeah. It, it was just, it was really, um, and it's funny. I, I like got in there. I definitely was on the younger side. Our, our youngest cast member was Missy, um, but the next youngest I think was me. Um, and I had the least amount of experience. I was 24 when we filmed and it was like, I just turned 25 when it came out. Oh, wow. Or I was turning 25. My season, I don't know if you guys realize, um, season four, we were the ones to first do the large body suits, large, big makeup. Mm-hmm. And we, we were- the you had one- Roy, right? 
No, it wasn't Roy's season. So Eric Fox we had. And so Roy came, I think yeah. he was after our, no, season. he was season three. But we like came in and I remember we were screamed at the second episode because we went through a full season of makeup material. Um, and wow. we got we got yelled at for it. And it was like, he, yeah, it was like nuts. And it was That's crazy. It was crazy competing with those guys because I couldn't keep up with them. I was like, what the, f this isn't makeup. This is, this is like full body suits. This is bullshit. Truly, truly. Yeah. And like, I mean, when I, on my first, like I had never, how do I put this? I had never applied foam latex until my first challenge. I've, I've never done silicone either. I'd only done yeah. silicone. I never poured so silicone. Yeah. <laughs> first episode. Mm -mm. There's oh so God. many firsts at like, and I, but I'm really good at just like. Pretending and going. I think that's because. Well, she's using that white stuff. I guess I'll use that. <laughs> well, I don't know if you listened, Meg, for, to um, when Cozart, Anthony Cozart from my season was on our mm. podcast, but he literally. Yeah he broke it down in every way um, about how different levels of everyone, like on your season, what was the range of those levels? Oh, we had people from all different backgrounds and, uh, and like vastly different skill sets. I mean, you have people who like went to makeup school. I didn't go to makeup school, um, but self-taught. I think, yes, yes. Uh, and, and I think that everybody like, the extra skills that you bring from however you got there make that's what gives you your flavor that's what makes you unique in, in the, any industry let alone this industry so i feel that actually i was at, i was really struggling with one challenge and it wasn't michael westmore it was mackenzie westmore who was walking by and she looked down at my sketchbook because i'm an illustrator by by trade uh originally and she would goes oh my god did you draw that and i was like yeah. Yeah. And I just gotten ripped because my sculpture was bad. Uh, yeah. She goes, why don't you make it look exactly like that? She was like, the drawing's amazing. That's, that's, you stick to that and you'll be good. And I, I did. And I ended up winning that challenge. Oh my God. So Mackenzie Westmore, that's actually, yeah, she's a genius. Uh, I, I love Mackenzie. <laughs> she's amazing. I would love to get her on the show. Um, yeah. But that's crazy that she was able. Every time Michael Westmore walked yeah. by during our thing, I always felt like I shrunk a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not worthy. Like, yeah. And, and then, he would just immediately be like, that, 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 and that. And I was like, okay. He didn't like any of my stuff. He would just be like, mm hmm, and walk away. Because <laughs> I, like, I was always really bad at explaining things. And I didn't draw yeah. well. Like you're an illustrator, so my drawings looked like my two year old did them. And I was like, "Yeah, this is it." And and he was like, "Uh huh." Like and just walked over to Anthony or Wayne. I was like, "That's amazing." And I was like, "Yeah." Hey, thank you, Michael Westmore. <laughs> I mean, I feel like very similarly. I feel like there were a couple times that he was like, "Wow, I like this. This is a good silhouette." But most of the time, he'd be like. Yeah. You have a lot of work to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's I always got you have a you have a lot of you have a lot to go. When, yeah, not a lot of time left. You got a lot of stuff no. to do, and I'd be like, oh, okay. The one thing Anthony and I did agree on was I feel like every face-off person that I come into contact with from season one until the last season, we all are incredibly fast. Um, and oh yes, thinking, and I think that show made us do that. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't say it's all the time we're like that. Like there's moments where I have bad makeup days, you know, we all do, but 
oh, yeah. majority, it's like you want to get it done as quick as possible. You know what I mean? Because you want to be able to paint. I always think I want yeah. to I want to paint yeah. this really, really nicely. So it's mm-hmm. like that's where my mind always goes when I'm applying. It's always about the painting process. Where did your mind go? Were you more of like, I, I like to paint, I'm, I like to apply? Mm. Okay, so I also didn't know how to airbrush. Ah! I really can't emphasize enough. I went in and I told them all of this during the interview. You're I like never a lied. Do you know Alam from my season? Had yes. No yes. idea anything. And like, yeah. They were talking about Dick Smith the first day, and she's like, who? <laughs> I mean, I knew who Dick Smith was, but like, you know, I, I just like didn't have, I mean, I could airbrush in the sense that I could like contour. That was about yeah. it. I couldn't do any detailing. Um, it was one of the other people on my season. I can't remember who it was, but somebody who was like, oh, uh, modeling, like, why don't you just try doing that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, crazy eights, just do crazy eights. And I was like, okay. And I, I did it for like one thing. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, I think it's really evident that like the evolution that happened, even even from makeup to makeup, like the quickness with which I learned like how to keep up with all these other people who were so massively talented and had, had so much more experience. Yeah, you had yeah. And, and honestly, like that's kind of like when I approach a makeup now, I, I would say that like, I do want to get to the paint job, but like application is kind of like, yeah. I think that's what I'm like, that's I my that Zen zone. Cause too. I, yeah, I just love to like just nail it down it. and make sure it's like melted in. Um, the, the work that I do, while, while I would say fa- face-off is very fantasy-oriented, I do a lot more, like, trauma character work in my day-to-day. Do you prefer more trauma stuff or more um, – because I prefer fantasy. If I could get on, on a Tim Burton film, <laughs> I would – I would I think I'd cry. I would be like, ah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I like character makeup. So I like – Yeah, we're similar. Like, like character fantasy, like well, – but I like like transformation. Like I would love to do like a, a historical drama where we're recreating like Abraham Lincoln. You know, yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Got I would it. love okay. like just because that's like to me. I'd be like, now that's that's the that's sauce. A challenge. But like, yeah. yeah. But like, I don't know. It, it's something about that is like very zen to me. Uh, I, I like trauma a lot. I, I do a lot of it. But like, I think character makeup. So. Yeah. No. I. Totally yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I get it. Yeah. I'm the same way when it comes to applying. I completely zen out. And I think it's like, because you and I, I think we have, we both, both spoke, we both have ADHD. So like stuff yes. like that. No, we do. But like, I'm, I'm, am yeah. I allowed to say that? Oh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not. It's it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, I have it too. So like moments yeah. like that, you zen out and you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. makes me calm. And it makes me yeah. feel good. And then, but you have to remind yourself, okay, I got to get to the paint. I got to get to the paint. Yeah. Because you get yeah. lost in that moment of this calms me and makes mm-hmm. me feel good. But it's all smooth, which yeah. a lot of people don't understand, but it's, it is therapeutic. It's like really. Oh, for sure. It's but, the best part. <laughs> yeah. So good. Recently, you've been, you worked with Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Yeah. Okay. You worked with the, a couple of people from Face Off, right? Uh, yeah, Sasha was there and Miranda. Actually, I finally got to work with Kat and Nico on that. It was my first time working with them. Like, I've worked on projects adjacent to them, but, like, we, the three of us, applied and painted together, and it was so much fun. That's so much fun. You're married. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. Yep. That's so funny. And they own Dyad, uh, Dyad. 
prosthetics company, which is they're so, uh, amazing, beautiful, buttery soft pieces that you can get like when you can't yeah, make your own pieces. Yeah. yeah. I I think they were on the season with Tyler. Is that correct? Tyler Green? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I think it was season was that six or seven? Six or seven. One of one of, that maybe that's why I said seven. Um, but I would love to meet Kat and Nico. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think their work is superb. I think like all of yeah. them, you know what I mean? I always love meeting people yeah. from face off. I think it's like so cool that where we are all in the industry, some people are haunt people, some people, mm -hmm. you know, are TV films, some people are more yeah. freelance. So it's like really cool to see that stuff. Um, For sure. So with Doja Cat, you guys did the last music video that, that went viral. Didn't that go viral? Demons? Yeah, yeah. It, did, it did. <laughs> you guys killed that. Like beautiful paint Thanks. jobs, full body paint jobs. How long did those makeups take? Oh my God, how long did they take? Uh, I feel like, because we did, so the prosthetics were, um, some of them were made by Kat and Nico. Some of them were RBFX. Um, and our department head, Olga, came up with all of the like paint concepts and basically had a rundown of exactly how to like get through and do it. Um, and at a certain point, yeah, yeah, which I, I love because like, please, yes, let's make sure everything looks the same. Yeah. Um, and she was in another room with uh, two other artists doing doja while we were doing the background guys, the oh, other so demons. Dope. And okay. yeah, so we did horns. There was a modesty cover for the male genitalia. There was, was some, that? Like, I know other stuff. Calls, it's, it's a little, it's, it's easier. I can't, I could see that be, being very tricky with that. Do they do honestly or no? So that's also a piece that Kat and Nico have made um, that cool. like, has like a meshing inside like baked into the foam and it like honestly you just glue down like the top of it and then the back like it's a thong up the back and that way they can move it so they can go to the bathroom still um and it's like comfortable and it stayed on really great I that was like my first time ever applying I was actually also so Nico and I applied it and Nico was like I've made this prosthetic for years and this is my first time applying it oh my god <laughs> so, that's yeah that's it was really fun awesome. it was a good time <laughs> Okay, I gotta get. I gotta check it out. I I haven't seen them yeah. for men. That's pretty cool. It's cool. And uh, Christina Ricci was in it, which was also like. Super I know. Cool I'm she obsessed was on set. with her. Were you geeking out? Like, oh my god. A little bit. A yeah, little bit. Adam's family. That's what I like, say. Yeah. Watch you. Yeah, I would. I know. She's. A, yeah. I used to watch her in that movie Mermaids. Like, it's. I don't think it's called. Mermaids. Oh my god. With Cher when she's a little girl. Yes. And she loves. Yes, I think it daughter. is called Mermaids. Is it Mermaid? I don't. I think so. I loved her from that movie. And Ugh. then Casper, like, she's all over mm -hmm. the place. Yeah. So what is going on now? Like, I know that the strike just ended. We're going into the holidays. Everyone's kind of like, okay, we still haven't worked yet. We're still, you know, and you just got into the union, right? Like, like a couple Yeah. Ago. You got into the union? Uh, it was July of last year. So I so wasn't even in for a year when we went on strike. <laughs> yeah, you haven't experienced work, like, a, a slew of stuff yet like hardcore mm -mm. so this will be mm -mm, your first going into that are you it's nervous exciting. are you is there anyone you want to work with like any department heads uh, I mean I I last year got to work for like James McKinnon and Jason Collins who owns Autonomous and I, I adore working with them uh it's such a fun time uh I, I really had such a great time on both of those jobs I got to work for Hugo doing uh Chief of War in Hawaii which was really an amazing I'm so thankful for that experience um but 
Oh, and I worked under John Blake uh, doing That's Winning cool. Time. And okay. he's amazing. Oh, we spent a whole like walk to lunch together and like chatted. He's just so sweet. I'm like working on background doing Laker girl makeups. And he was like, oh, hey. And I was like, Oh my god. Hi. Like yeah. you are John Blake. You're a real man. You don't just sell facial hair. Like it was yeah. like, you know, you think of like when you buy because he makes those handmade uh off the shelf lace pieces right. you can buy at the store if you can't get a beard made custom in time. And I'm like, John Blake can't possibly be a real person who's still alive and uh he is and he's great. And he's still so, working. So say hello yeah. guys, he's still working. <laughs> yeah yeah and he's he's killing it he's so wonderful um so I mean there's plenty like I love I just love that I get to work with my friends that's really like and all the friendships I've made um so so that's really what I'm looking forward to but I, I'm I'm not picky I love my job so I'll that's do whatever <laughs> I'm a fan of when we get to mix in with the old timers that have like created the foundation of the facts and yeah. you sit with all of them and then talk with them. Like if you get to experience that soon, it's the coolest. Yeah. Like when you're in the room with all of them and you're like, oh my God, you were here yeah. in, you know, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Kevin Haney. I worked with Kevin. Yes, Kevin Haney's one of my favorites. Just sit and listen to all I love of the stories. Him. He's the sweetest. I love I him. him on this podcast. Yes. He's one of he's my favorites. The, he's, and just prolific amount of knowledge just so interesting to talk Very to given with knowledge. yeah you know yeah I feel like you should reach out to Howard Berger um and try to get I actually him. have chatted with him before okay because he yeah like he brings in the best and they're all like <laughs> it's a whole gambit of different people where you're like oh yeah. my gosh I got so much knowledge you're learning just from this man just from the people Ali Ali McGillicuddy was telling me about how I guess for the for the clauses the show uh, on Disney Plus uh, Howard obviously is the department head of that and he doesn't get a lot of time with Tim Allen in the chair no so the, the, the way that he applies the prosthetics I don't want to give away anybody's secret oh he already secrets, said it he said it on the he oh, has he episode. yeah he's how he it and uses the thinner and then just slams yeah. it on I was I like that is that. brilliant. I know it's oh so great. You know, he told us the Changed whole thing. Life. Yeah, he told yeah. us the so cool. Like, I just throw it on there and slam it on. And if it, it, yeah. where it goes, it goes. <laughs> and I love, like, that's so, I mean, for me, it would not turn out as well as it probably does for Howard, well, for sure. Could, but, like, this is, like, the OG. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Like, this this guy. Yeah. Created K and B. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's brilliant, yeah. and he's. I've I'd love him. to work with him and all the people he brings yeah. in. They're just so dope. And actually, just Justin Raleigh, who owns Fractured, I would love to work on something that he's done as well. I have to get him. Yeah, on I just think the work that they do is so beautiful. I like love. I mean, Sweet Tooth is like I'm enchanted by it. That's like a really great example of a mesh of like realism and fantasy that yeah, I yeah. dig. I dig. Now I, I want to ask you, well, I want, I want you to actually tell people where you're from because we should have started with that because I know you're from the East Coast. <laughs> we're back. We're out yeah. here in LA and that was something that we bonded over. Yeah. Where are you from? What, like, give us the story of how you stumbled into this and, you know. Oh my gosh. I am from New Jersey originally, the great garden state. Yeah, born, born and raised, had a great time there. Uh, but I always knew that I wanted to do something very hands-on. Actually, it's really funny when I was a kid up until about high school 
I wanted to be a dentist. Um, I like think you really told badly. me that on set, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I just think teeth are so weird and like fascinating. Um, and I've always felt that way and I still do, but, um, my mom actually was the one who talked me out of it and was like, I think you should go to art school. Like, I don't know why you want to be a dentist when you have a gift for other things. Um, and so I said, Oh, all right, whatever you think. And she was right. I, I ended up applying to only three art schools. I wanted to go to SBA in New York, uh, but we could not afford it. (laughs) Basically my parents were like, if you default on your loans, um, we'll go bankrupt. So, um, so I wound up going to my, also my sister's alma mater, uh, FIT in Manhattan Fashion Institute. Uh, she did fashion design. I did illustration. When I got into school, I came from a relatively, I don't want to say super poor, but we were not a very wealthy area of New Jersey. My, my high school was not like rolling in the dough and uh, like we didn't have oil paints in my art classes. We, that didn't, I, I had to bring my own acrylic paint from home to paint with acrylics at school. There, like we didn't have, we had like Crayola colored pencils. So I got in off of a portfolio that was wildly different from my classmates. Um, and they were all like, oh, my focus in AP art. And I was just like, what? Like, I'd never heard of it. Portfolio. <laughs> yeah, I was like, here's all of my drawings of bowls of oranges. Like, <laughs> and they had like cohesive theses for their portfolios. And I was just like, and here's a portrait and here's a charcoal drawing. Like, <laughs> and yeah. I was the, I was at the bottom of my class. I, I was not. They had all drawn nude models before. I was like, the first time somebody took off their pants, I was like, oh, we're just getting into it, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> my little sheltered self was like, oh, they're ready for this. Uh, but I'm competitive, uh, obviously. Uh, and I didn't love the idea that I was like so far behind everybody else that I just became obsessed with drawing. I mean, like, I took a sketchbook everywhere with me. I used to draw on the subway. I would draw my classmates during my liberal arts that you have to take. Like I would draw my classmates while the teacher was like chatting at us, like half listening and half like in the zone drawing. Like, and I just, I mean, I filled up a bookcase of sketchbooks while I was there and I ended up slowly starting to like elevate and rise in my class to the point where like I started sort of developing a style I wasn't really sure how I felt about it and one of my professors at school his name is Peter Emmerich uh he was like he did all the Disney dollars and the Disney stamps you could buy uh in the 90s he made all of them. he drew all of them Holy shit. um and I really wanted to do concept art for animated film particularly Disney that was my original want do you um want to do that are like no <laughs> you're completely saturated in the makeup world uh i would do concept art but i don't know about for animated film anymore maybe for um stop motion but it's such a highly competitive world in the animation concept field that like i don't think that i'm well versed enough in it i mean i still draw all the time and i still you know paint but like i don't think that I'd be able to make that switch. It's it's a pretty tight-knit community. Yeah. But Peter knew that I wanted to do this, and he recommended that I do, I take a year off, and I do the Disney College program, um, which is oh, wow. in the theme parks. It's it's a paid internship where you work in either Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Okay. Um, I chose Walt Disney World. I, I got accepted, and... You went to Florida? Yeah, and I because I was a photography minor, they let me do one of the more creative positions, which was doing um, photo pass in the park. So like taking pictures. And I ended up working 
in the Pirate League. <laughs> I was a pirate. And so the Pirate League was a face painting little area. And then they would come through and get their photo taken by me. And that was a lot of fun. But I learned very quickly that Disney is very corporate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like working for the most <laughs> corporate out of any of the places is Disney. <laughs> and I look like this. So <laughs> it oh. was like not, yeah, I got in trouble for wearing makeup all the time. Oh and I wasn't wearing God. a lot. I wasn't wearing like this. I would just try to wear like blush. Oh my God. It was this old benefit blush, La Bamba Bella. <laughs> and it was like bright. very similar to the NARS. It was like bright coral bright, with like yeah. glitter in it. Yeah. And they would be, they would literally be like, you have to go wash your face in the bathroom. You can't look like that. Yeah. Cause you couldn't, this was still, girls were not really encouraged to wear makeup. Um, so and certainly not a lot. Job. I did the whole internship. They did not fire me. I'm shocked, shocked that I didn't get fired from that job. Uh, I got promoted because technically the Pirate League was a promotion. Um, <laughs> but I was good at, I'm, I'm a good photographer. So it was like, I was good at it. But I left it and I had this like weird, unsettling feeling of like, I just worked three years in school and then another year at an internship towards a goal that I don't know is throwing me. Yeah. You just. So I got back. Yeah. It just wasn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel right anymore. Um, and I was like very nervous. While I was there, I did find my like, what I would call now my style. I became a digital illustrator as opposed to, I used to paint with gouache and do scratchboard. And it really like things that weren't clicking that year off gave me time to click them that I would not have had if I had just been rushing through college. So I'm so thankful for it. And so when I went back to school, there was the same year that Paranorman came out and I became obsessed with it. Okay. I was like, ob ob I know things about that movie that are like the most minutia, little tiny, nobody, cares things because I'm just obsessed with it and we actually the guy who created it was the was the writer and like director of the of the film came and visited our school and brought the Norman maquette and what I got to hold it freaking out yeah I'm not kidding um well I I was and then he goes you want to know how much that costs and I was like hundred how much and he goes he, yeah, he goes he goes as much as a new card seventy thousand dollars and I said oh, there you go <laughs> you can have him back now I don't I don't need that thank you uh Wow. But uh, I, I really was like, I, I've always also loved stop motion animation and um, it started feeling more like maybe I'll look into that. Maybe I'll look into Blue Sky. Maybe I'll look into what they're doing at like Bento Box or like what Cartoon Network is, has going on because those things just felt more in my vein. During this time, I had made very close friends with a professor of mine who became like a mentor and a very dear, dear friend of mine. His name is Vincent DeFate. He is a sci-fi pulp illustrator from like the the golden age of uh 50s of illustration yes okay. um and he 50s 60s 70s like he's a contemporary of like sid mead who did all of the oh, designs for okay. blade runner um he was an i think twice time president of the society of illustrators just a i mean he used to design spacesuits for nasa like the man is a genius he's also uh one of the leading historians for the creature from the black lagoon yes um and has like a lot of ties to that side of hollywood yep. and he looked at me one day and he was like we bonded over a deep love of vintage you know 50 sci-fi movies like you know rocket ship xy i was a teenage werewolf godzilla like all that the yeah, creature yeah. yeah all of that i mean and he used to bring me like dvd burns of his 35 millimeter prints of the movies that he would like 
I mean, I have like a really wonderful copy of Bride of Frankenstein that I am. It's, I'm wow, very that's thankful that I have. Funny girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but it's oh, it's such a dear that, and you know, I just so we bonded over all this stuff, and he he finally looked at me one day, and he was like, Meg, I got to be real with you. I don't I don't think you should be going into animation. I think you should be going into monster makeup. And I was like, Whoa! So he's the one who introduced you to this thought. And I thought he was out of his mind. Yeah, I thought he was crazy. I was like, buddy, I've been working for five years at this. You are not about to tell me to try something. And like, I was the kid who would like, if you gave me a weird part, like I learned how to needle felt in college for whatever, because somebody was like, what if you needle felted it? And I was like, all right, what if I did? Like, <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm just love knowledge. I love, I love trying other things so that I know if I do or don't like it. Um, but this seemed crazy. It was like, very close to me graduating and I was like already anxious about that so I was like I don't know then so what happened I want to like did you go to LA like what did you go back to New York did he like this is crazy so what happened was (laughs) my very last project of my final semester of college we it was for Vincent's class and he goes okay guys I want you to take a movie that you love but you felt like you could either do differently or you could make it better or you could like put in a different time like just change it to make it yours um and you guys can do any like I want you to do something that is conducive to who you are and like will be beneficial to your portfolio so you can do whatever you want says this in front of the whole class he goes you could make a comic book you could do concept art you could do a maquette you could do um you know like storyboard stuff you could make a mask you could do that and I was like the mask you heard and you were like, what? Well, what I heard was this guy is offering my project to the entire class. And what if someone else does it first and does it better? Because I'm competitive. You were like, <laughs> so I was like, he duped me. And I, he looked me, he like said it. And then he looked at me and I was like, oh, he knows he has me. He, kn- he knows I'm competitive. So I was like. He wanted to see what you're made of. That's actually amazing yes. that he challenged you. Yes. And I, I love a challenge. So I was like, so I bought the monster makers handbook from monster makers and I learned how to make a a latex mask. (laughs) I like all on my own. I thought I needed to life cast somebody to do it. It was like a mess. Um, (laughs) so I like life cast my boyfriend at the time. Oh no! It was rough because I didn't have anybody there to like teach me how to do it properly. I swear I left that man under silicone for like three hours. Oh, some people have like really like freaked out moments and ripped it off. Like he he was so zen. Thank you, Eric, for being so zen because I put that man through so much. Holy and we, it was like not even a very serious relationship. We'd only been dating for like a couple of months. And like, I was like, hey, what if I just encase you in silicone? And he's like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I love that. And I was like, cool. Uh, he was a fine arts major. So it was like, and he was a sculptor. So he like understood. Um, <laughs> but uh, I ended up doing this. So I took the movie Labyrinth, which is like a phenomenal movie. Obviously, I love Henson, I love everything that they do, but I was like, it could be a really scary movie. If, it like, is a scary Jarris... movie. As a kid, I was very well, yeah. scared of that movie. But Right, and I was like, yeah. what if Jareth was like an elemental god and he like made them out of the earth instead of like them just being Muppets? Like that could be really scary. So I did a d- redesign of Hoggle um, oh, as wow. if he was like, almost like an 
almost like Lord of the Rings orcs where they're like made, he brings them out of the mud and then they like, but like he, like, so it was like muddy and like sliding. Um, it's not a great sculpture, uh, but pictures of this. It's, I do, yeah. It's oh my like, God, you have you. to send it so we can, <laughs> we can post like the first, very first math Meg <laughs> made. To and it's math. rough, honey. Uh, it's, ooh. But I did, I did the teeth out of resin too. So I just was like, oh, I'm doing, wow. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it up. Um, and I used like clear resin that I tinted. It was a whole thing. Um, they never fully cured. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> some sort of inhibition. I was like, why are my fingerprints all over this? Like very confused by it. <laughs> like mixed, you had different um, chemicals mixed all in it. You're like, I don't understand. It's not current. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like bringing in their drawings at school, and I'm bringing in like molds and like stone busts and shit. And they're just like looking at me like, what is this girl doing? Like, they were they thought it was fascinating, but they were all like, you're nuts. And I was like, I think I'm nuts. But this, I swear to you, the second that we presented on that that final presentation day, and I pulled that mask on him. You were, you I were sat hooked. there and I was like, oh. you were hooked. <laughs> and, I, and I literally like called my mom that night and I was like, I know what I want to do. So what? I Theoretically, know if I had. IT, but I want to do monster makeup. And she's like, oh my God, we're not doing makeup school. So figure it out. <laughs> well, I mean, it was my money and that's all my money. So she was just like, Hey, I don't care what you do as long as you're happy and you get a job. And I said, "Great, love that. Thank you." Uh, well, let me ask you a question. When I move home. FIT <laughs> paid off your loans from FIT. Okay, next question. That's a no. <laughs> but you get what I'm getting at. Pass. So, so it's like yeah. some people go to college. You know, you went to FIT. They have this moment. Yeah. What the hell? I don't want to do this. Like, you know, I yeah. went to hair school. I thought I wanted to be a hairstylist, and then I realized I hated yeah. hair on me. I was like, yeah, they have people freaked me out. I was like, it's on me. Yeah. Not, like it's different with, you know, fake hair. So you do all that. Right. Yeah. And now we're at this point where you're like, I want to do monster makeup. What's next? You go back to New York and then LA. Like, where did you do? Did you Google so I, Winston? Did you do like, what courses did you look at our books? So I, ironically, um, I watched a lot of face off and <laughs> 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 that's, Literally, I learned how to make a, a make a mold, like a multi-piece mold off of Face Off, which, spoiler children, don't do it that way. But, um, like, it did give me, I will say, it gave me a lot of information trial that and I error. wouldn't have had. Yes. And it I was a lot of also, trial like. Trial and error is the best teaching tool for oh, anyone, yeah. especially with chemicals. Like, well, I don't say go play with chemicals, guys. But if you're, you know what I mean? Like, True. trial and error of understanding, like, you can't mix um, silicone with certain products because it won't cure you know what I mean you can't use certain bowls it's oh, yeah. just so crazy so I watched a lot of face off uh when I graduated I moved back to New Jersey with my parents I lived with okay. my parents until I moved to LA uh no shame in my game but it's expensive in these streets so I realized well in when I was in Brooklyn what I would do is I would ride the subway down and I would go to sculpture house and I would just ah, uh, and I love that and and the complete sculptor, which were both. Sculptor, in, I was going to ask you if you went down there. Okay. And I would just ask them. I didn't give a shit what they thought about me. I was like, so how do you do? Oh, what? what how do I? Well, how would I do that? What would I do with it? And they were really pretty forthcoming with their information. Well, they want you to buy the product, so of course they're going to yeah. be forthcoming. You know, they want you to, and they also don't want you to have the wrong stuff because it looks bad yes. on them. So yes, you yes. should go there and do this 
this whole idea of what Meg did. And I would just be like, and what's this? And what's this? So yeah. I also found out that I lived approximately a one and a half hour car ride away from the Smooth On Distribution Warehouse. <gasps> so you so went I there drove, mm-hmm. And they gave you a break I drove my ass everything. to them. They literally were like, I walked in and they were like, hey, how can we help? Because it's like, there is a showroom, well, but then there's also this huge warehouse. Yeah. yeah. So they walked in and they do, I called ahead, they do individual product, product sales. Demos. Yeah. So I walked in and, and they were like, how can we help you? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything really. Um, can you teach me about your stuff? <laughs> they pulled me into a back office, gave me a pad of paper. And I just, they said everything about how to use like dragon skin, EcoFlex. I'm not you kidding. Realize, you Mo- got a one-on-one with the biggest company where every effects artist buys their products from. You got a one-on-one mm-hmm. from them without paying yep. for it. So you basically mm-hmm. got a free class of knowledge yeah. because you were so curious. Keep going. Yeah. This is amazing. Keep going. And there was a, um, a theater shop like a theater makeup store because there was nothing near me in new jersey there's no theater there um but for some reason and i didn't want to have to go into the city that's a a terrible drive or an expensive train ride i was broke yeah all the way out about an hour hour and a half away from me in pencil like middle of nowhere pennsylvania there was a woman named delia she actually lives in california now and still owns a makeup shop she owned this makeup shop and I would go there, like I went and bought an airbrush there. I went and bought like my first how to use it? bruise wheels. And she, yeah, we started talking. She was like, oh, where did you go to school? What do you do? And I was like, I don't go Ass. to school. And she was like, who are you? And I was like, I work at a haunted house now. And I bought so much stuff from her because I just didn't have anything. Uh, and it was off season. It wasn't like school season. So she was like, you're new. And I was like, yeah. And we ended up becoming friends. And she would, I would just drive out there and spend hours like if I was going to the store I knew I would spend hours chatting with her so I'd plan a day around it when she found out that I was auditioning for face off she ended up giving me a bunch of like her like half used little bits of like eco flex and dragon skin to play around with Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah she taught me a lot I'm I'm so thankful for that um but basically I just harassed people yeah, but that's a, that's yeah. actually the way to do it. Honestly, that is the way to do it. It's and I don't think people realize that because even with my beauty career when I was doing high fashion first, I harassed yeah. photographers constantly. Hara- mm-hmm. I mean, harassed them like they could have probably like called the police if they wanted to. Like, this girl <laughs> won't stop calling me, won't stop emailing. Me. <laughs> that's how I got my portfolio and I got gigs because I was so like. Yeah. I need you to, have to be consistent. Yeah. But Meg, I'm going to tell you why you have that. It's because you came from a place where you had to work. Now, yeah. that's the blessing of being below the poverty line. Because we also, mm-hmm. me and my sister, like my sister's a producer. That's why I'm saying we. But I grew up on yeah. the poverty line. So you have to give yourself yeah. a shitload of credit for that. You literally like stormed through what a lot of people would just give up on but you didn't. Oh yeah. Give yourself that credit. That's fucking Thank brave you. and ballsy, Meg. I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen? I, I just, cause the cool thing was like, so my parents did not love how messy it is to do all of this, but also the house that we lived in happened to have like a really dilapidated, like shack in the backyard. That oh, was essentially that like, an- your, like crazy land. <laughs> Yeah, it was an old greenhouse where like the windows would open out. It was all wood oh, and like 
full of mice. Like I would come in and like find like, like mouse droppings in my mold. Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> there were spiders. There were so many spiders. I would literally be working late at night and just giant spiders would come down and I'd be like, Ugh. like but there was a family of raccoons that lived on top of it. <laughs> Isn't that the best though? Crazy. Like, you know, like yeah. wh- how far you've come and that's pretty yeah. incredible. So how did you get out yeah. to California? Face off. So, so basically after face I did off? face off. Yeah. Well, I went back home for, for, let's see, I guess we finished filming at the end of March and I was, I moved out the following year in July. Okay. So after the end of face off airing, which I would say was late October, um, it was about another, what, eight months until I was like, I have to get out of here. Like, I, and I was working at a Sephora. So that's how I learned all my beauty skills is I got a job at Sephora and okay. uh, they loved that I did special effects. So April was like my boss. I love you, April Carter, hyphen Blackwell, greatest woman who's ever existed. She did so much for me. She kept my job on pause for me while I went and did face off, which she basically told me, if you don't go do this, like I'm disowning you. Cause I didn't want to do it. I was nervous. And she was like, Meg, you have to. Um, so thank God for April. Uh, she, I, I like looked at her and I was like, April, I can't live here anymore. And she was like, girl, I've been waiting for you to ask me that for like, how long now? Like, she was like, I didn't even think you were going to come back to us. Was she uh, um, transfer you to a different she Sephora? transferred me. That's amazing. To the West Coast. Yeah. Holy shit. So yeah. you ended up here because your boss believed in you too. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and so I transferred to the Sephora uh, at Hollywood and Highland. And about a month after I moved out here, uh, Glenn actually reached out to me and was like, Hey, I saw that you, yes. <laughs> and was like, I'm not kidding. He, and he was like, Hey, I, I saw that you were thinking of moving out. Did you move to LA? And I was like, yeah, I just got here like a month ago. And he was like, great. Do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he calls me in for an interview and Glenn is the sweetest man alive, but he just looks really scary. Yeah. Um, so I go in and he's like, you know, sitting there and he's like looking through my portfolio and he goes, so what do you think you'll be doing here? And I was like, whatever you need me to do. <laughs> I basically like started to say like, well, I'm a quick learner. And then I saw myself and I was like, I'm going to level with you. I don't know what you do at special effects shops. So really I'll do whatever you want me to do. And he was yeah. like, that's the right answer. You got the job. And I was that like, what? Right answer. So how long did <laughs> I start as up? I was, it was uh, alchemy at this point. They alchemy. had just switched over from it being optic nerve to alchemy. Okay. And um, God, I, I worked there from September through, I want to say like early April of the next year. Um, and it was for Star Trek Discovery that he hired me on. Um, so Neville Page was there too, right? Because Neville does the yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So Neville, wow. Oh yeah, and, and Neville's the, the best. And it's, were you the only one from Face Off in that shop, or were there other Face Offers there? Um, at one point, Sig was there moonlighting for a hot minute uh, okay. painting. I I started as the runner. I started up because he was like, "You don't have any experience, so you don't really know what you're doing." But I'm going to start you. I'm going to start you at a good rate. Uh, and, and I want you to move out of running, but we do need a runner right now. So like, we'll do that. And then when, when you don't have to be running, we'll just start you either in mold making, fabrication or painting. And now I was talk like, about knowledge great. being thrown into knowledge. You yeah. basically went from face off back into face off, like, but out of shock. Yeah. That's yeah. Really and it was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy. 
Glenn must have loved loved your look or loved your work, loved everything about you. That's pretty cool that he 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 asked if you were out there. I always have felt that what my biggest asset in at least in the competition and also really in life is just like I'm not gonna act like something's good if it's not good. You know what I mean? Like so I love I you. To, thank you, Meg. Like thank you for that. That's an East Coaster for you because I'm exactly. It's true. Yeah, it's I, true. I think the difference between you and I is you come off softer and I always have this puss on my face, but it's like, you know what I mean? So it's, it's the East Coast though. <laughs> it's the East Coast thing. I really do think that. I think we're yeah. very like, we know how to work. There's a yes. work ethic. Yeah. And, and I was in the bottom a lot on my season, but every time that he would be like, so what's up with this? I'd be like, I don't know. You see it. I see it. It looks, it looks like, like concrete. <laughs> I tried. Sorry. Uh, but it, obviously it's not slapping. I never once went up there. There was never a time that I was in the bottom looks and didn't know exactly why I was there. Yeah. And I think that me being, and, and it wouldn't be like, I never tried to oversell. Like I would I say, okay, either. this is what I did. Yeah. There was um, one episode You either love it or you don't. Like, I don't even, they were like, what, what is it? I was like, I don't even fucking know <laughs> what the fuck that is. <laughs> like it I sent one person out did. with remotes on their arm like my robot yes. I'm like yeah I guess it's remotes I don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought it would look cool and it didn't like Glenn always ripped me apart oh yeah because he's not going to be you're there to learn he's he's giving you information that you can yeah. then take with you do you know what I mean like and I did my one thing was also he would give me a piece of advice every time I was up there and I always did it the exact next I every time oh, no matter what it was I would do that. it the next challenge I gotta tell you yes. he saw that so that's a huge so listen folks he told me he saw that like to my face he was like I know I know you're listening obviously face-offs out of here right now if unless it comes back but if you were yeah. to do blow up or something like that or even a work thing the best advice yeah. I think that people can learn from what you just said is always want to keep learning and and getting better. And I think that's what yeah. Glenn saw of you. Glenn saw the motivation that you had and the eagerness to learn and you were malleable. And that's a great thing to have for any employee. So, yeah. you know, that's amazing that that you got all of that from Face Off. Like you yeah. won in that aspect cuz <laughs> No, there's a lot of people that have won actually won the season or, you know, and you know, they didn't get a lot from it. They just like went back home or yeah. went, you know, but that's dope that you were able to secure stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I've been very, I know that, I know that it comes with hard work. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be lucky if I didn't work hard, but I've been very lucky that the people that I've encountered and been on the same path with, like my vibe works for them and yes. that we all mesh together. Cause it could have been like, cause other people, other people have seen my reactions and because I think sometimes people who are more jaded um, don't know how to understand me as well. And they're like, yeah, because when you're like bluntly honest like that, people look at it and they're like, how could you possibly be like that? What are you, what's your angle? And it's like, I don't have an angle. I I'm just, just tell you makeup sucked. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> it no. is, it is literally what it is. I don't know what to tell you. Like mm -hmm. if I'm crying, it's cause I'm, nervous like it's not because I'm like oh poor me it's because I'm literally like my heart won't stop beating and it's the only way that I deal with stress yeah 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 so yeah. like I'm just gonna go up there and be like okay 
Like, no, I get all of this. I think you you are now very similar with emotional stuff like that. I think yeah. it's so cool. I know we're coming to the end of this. I want to know, um, you gave us so much information about where you came from. The fact that you're a self, self-starter as an artist, you didn't go to school. What would you mm-hmm. give advice to an artist that is coming out that doesn't have the funds to go to school, that are in the similar situation? Obviously, now we have the Instagram, we have Facebook, we have, you know, when I was coming up in my, gen- like, I feel so old, but like when I was coming up, Facebook just came out. Instagram wasn't even out yet when I was starting makeup. Instagram wasn't out. So the fact that you're a self-starter and you didn't go to school, what, what would you say? I know tenacity and and going forward and always just going, but what would you, who, what, like if you were mentoring, what would you say to this person? I, my, I carry with me something that was um, instilled upon me when I was still an illustrator, which is like, really look at things like don't a lot of people draw what they think they're seeing they don't draw what they're seeing and until you are like able to because because then you'll like make decisions that are not informed um so like be honest with yourself not everything can slap like it's through all of your mistakes that you are going to learn the most and be and find who you are because like it took me years um but i would say like Go to physical stores, go bother people. Um, it doesn't have to be, you don't, I mean, you don't have to email the highest echelon. The truth is like, who knows who's going to answer you, but it's like, look at the credit scenes from the shows that you love, that you would love to work on and look who's on there, find their Instagrams, follow them, see what their work is, is and, and replicate it. Try to replicate it. Um, watch shows like Face Off, Glow get up. prosthetics yeah. magazines watch glow up painted with by Raven, like all of those types of things. Um, Stan Winston and, has and great um, tutorials. Stan Winston people, online. People don't. Yeah. And try that. everything. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you necessarily need to go to makeup school, particularly for special effects. No, um, I don't think you do either. And I think everybody's path is different and that's what makes them unique. I, I also think uh, like, I think learn how to draw. It will help you a lot more than you think it will. Um, or, or paint, like traditionally. I think paint. But, so for me, I can't draw yeah. it, but painting wise, like I love right. colors and that's very helpful. But. You could probably draw more than you think you can. <laughs> but uh, she's like, I don't know about that. But uh, like, however, you, you need another type of visual medium to express yourself. And, and those skills will help you understand, like you're, you can make certain mistakes on a, on a canvas when you're painting that you can't make when you're on a person's body, but having those experiences will help you like making something muddy and, and, yep. and being like, Oh, how do I get back from here? What do I do yep. now? Or how did it get there? What can I not do next time? Um, so it's like really just like, don't, don't half-ass it, whole asset. Like <laughs> you, okay. you want to do it and don't limit do yourself. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And like, I didn't, when I was learning how to do, how to sculpt in my silly little studio in my parents' house, I would literally go from my job at Sephora, which I didn't have a car. So I had to walk a mile and a half to the train station, take a train to Pennsylvania, walk a mile from there to, I love this. And, and come back. So that's an extra hour and a half there and back. That's three extra hours. I would then go into my studio at night and sculpt. I basically wasn't sleeping, but I so badly wanted to do this and be the best and be someone someday. I mean, it almost cost me friendships. Like, until finally it panned out and I was like, 
hey, I know that I was horrible and awful and not the best friend in the entire universe for a while, but like it's it's happening. It's worth it. And I promise you I'll make it up to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, you know, my very best friend who, Lisa, who lives in uh, Pennsylvania now, she, she knows, she's taught me a lot about how to balance things, but like, I was able to come to her and we have, I mean, I I would give her a kidney if she needed it, but I really do think you don't have to be limited by cost. Um, There's so many more options for people now and um, you never know what you'll find out there. I would say stay away from, well, you know what? Start, start with like what the beauty influencers are doing, like um, Mikey and like that kind of stuff. Like the like- And glue them to your face. I hate when I see yeah. stuff like that. Like I hate when I see a person takes yeah. a scissor and uses it as a, ma- like on a makeup. It's dangerous. Like, <gasps> like you can't do stuff like that, guys. We can't yeah. play with stuff like that. But yes, no. I, I hear what you're saying. I think but there I, are some good ones out there that, that do work that is not bacon. Dangerous. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just make sure when you're looking at things, like think about like, is this, is this a skill set that like is really going to like, is that what they're doing in Hollywood or is it not what they're doing in Hollywood? Because you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we've all, I'm not going to lie to you. I've definitely glued a can to my face before. Um, but I also put cotton underneath it and made sure that I wasn't going to scratch myself. and. Did it do anything for me? No, but I did learn. Oh, this is I can do that. I guess you do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I worked at a haunted house, so haunted house makeup also makes you fast. It makes you understand like dynamics of and like what can be seen far away and close. It makes you yeah. to figure stuff out. I think that. So try it all. Yeah. Yeah. Try it all. You you'll never know what actually hits for you because like some people want to be shop people and they don't know it. Some people want to be on set. Some people want to be dentists, like making prosthetic teeth, like. You just have to kind of figure out like what slaps, but you know, if you don't have a smooth on that you can drive to, email them. They will answer. They you. will. They're yes, the nicest smooth people. on is EBA. They're too. so wonderful. EBA will send yes. you product information. Like They'll a call lot of, you. Yeah, a lot of these places will send you product information, like full on, and you know, sometimes even put you in touch with artists to get mentored. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I love all of this advice meg like i really really love this and i'm so glad we were able to get you on where like where do you see yourself in the next 10 years give our listeners that thought i know it's hard to think of but you know i don't know i mean i'm i've i've made it to like the the first big plateau you know the first big yeah which is the joining 706 um and i I just hope that I'm loving it as much as I love it now, which I don't think will ever stop. Um, And working alongside my friends, like hopefully I'll get the chance to like, I I would love to see myself in trailers more than just BG tents and like being on teams full time and working with people that I've grown up watching their work. They're very soon. All right. After January, (laughs) I see it all. I honestly do. I got to tell you, you've been so gracious with like sharing your story and this is actually the first time we had someone come on and talk about you know how you started with nothing and poverty like you know well not poverty but like you you know you came from where you really had to work your ass off and that to me is so encouraging and there is a huge mass population that you know you're you're speaking to and you're speaking their language Mm -hmm. and that's why i think this is so beautiful and so Honestly, thank you for coming on. 
Thanks for having me. It's been fun. We want to thank you all again for tuning in. Please be a part of this amazing community of makeup artists and hairstylists. Please give us a follow on Instagram. It's whatsyoureta.podcast. Also, you can follow me at Megan Hester, M-E-A-G-A-N-H-E-S-T-E-R, makeup, M-A-K-E-U-P, on Instagram. Make sure you follow. Viv, where can we follow you? You can find me at Viv Summers, B-I-V-S-O-M-E-R-S. And if you have an episode idea, guys, or a person that you would love to hear us interview, please reach out because we want to hear from you. Yes, we really, really do. And I just want to thank you all again for tuning in with us each week. We really love the atmosphere that we're creating and we can only do that with you guys. Talk to you next week.